1: We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tactical Kitchen Show. That's my let's get ready to rumble. That's my Michael Buffer imitation right there.
0: Didn't you get an interesting story about Michael Buffer?
1: I did. By the way, this is episode 30. I'm I'm glad you
0: did that. I'm squeezing that in there. We forgot to do that last week.
1: No, I did it at the end.
0: I know. I know. (laughs) I know. So, yeah, it's episode 30. Big deal. But let's talk about the Michael Buffer thing, because that, I can't remember the full story. Well,
1: I was watching a a UFC fight, and the guy that was doing the, uh, the announcer stuff, he looked like... Michael Buffer, he sounded like Michael Buffer, and I, I made that comment to uh, Coach Copeland, who was there with me, and he told me a story about how that guy thought the same thing. He was just a normal dude who knew who Michael Buffer was, and he was talking to his dad, and he said, you know, I, I look like this guy, Michael Buffer. I sound like him. Maybe I should, maybe I should uh, get into announcing, and his dad turns to him and goes, that's your brother.
0: Thanks for the revelation, Dad. What a weird thing to happen! Like, I wonder how old this guy was when that happened.
1: I don't know. I didn't do. Uh, I didn't do the research on the whole story. So if you guys shame want to, you. shame on you. Shame, on me for telling a half-ass story.
0: <laughs> welcome to the tactical kitchen. Welcome that's to the, what we do.
1: Welcome to the half-ass podcast. Congratulations, <laughs> you made it.
0: No, but that's super weird. Like. If you're like, I look like this celebrity, I talk like this celebrity. Oh, yeah, well, that's your brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't have a celebrity that that uh, I think that I would figure that I sound and look like. Um, People
0: used to tell you you were the poor man's Clooney.
1: Poor man's Clooney, yeah. I'm not uh, sure that was a compliment. I, I or... don't know.
0: I think it was because you went gray and everybody was like, oh, you're like George Clooney because he was kind of gray. and yeah. I don't know where this is going. I don't know either.
1: But I'm I don't want sure. I don't want to be George Clooney. No, um, I don't I want, want
0: you to be George Clooney either.
1: Cuz he has problems. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> don't all the celebrities have problems? Celebrities
1: recently? have problems. Yeah, celebrities have problems just like everybody else. So that that brings up a great point. What a segue. It's I know. like it's like you planned that.
0: And I didn't. And you didn't. I didn't. We didn't plan that. I I didn't plan it because I wanted to talk about myself, but we're (laughs) not doing that. Well,
1: let's talk about some health stuff. So this is great. Uh, You know, Everybody always uh, hears what celebrities are doing and and, uh, how they're eating and what kind of workouts they're doing. And they always look great on the screen, but what we don't know is they have problems. And a lot of times, they're health problems. And here's a a great example uh, of an actress named Selma Blair, who a lot of people won't know who she is. She's not... I don't know if she was an a Oh come
0: on! Everybody knows who she is. She was in Legally Blonde. She was okay. the bad person. Okay, a at movie first. I
1: never saw. Legally Blonde, good.
0: What? Okay, that will be our movie.
1: All right, let me. Okay, let me throw in another one. She was in Hellboy. Everybody's that, seen Hellboy.
0: Everybody's seen Hellboy. <laughs> I've seen all the Hellboys. What? All two of them.
1: Does that show the difference between us? You you mentioned Legally Blonde. I mentioned Hellboy. Well, That's, she was
0: also in what was that one with Ryan Phillippe and. Um. Oh,
1: and those other people.
0: Those other people and her. <laughs> and
1: yeah, I was, remember you were about yeah, but I don't know the title. It top, was
0: also off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't remember.
1: Mean people. Basically, it was about mean people. It was
0: about mean people. I hate so, that movie. So I don't like that.
1: she released just this week that she has multiple sclerosis. Oh
0: so, yeah.
1: So you know she's she's a fit, skinny-looking person. So you're like, wow, how does how does that person come down with? multiple sclerosis. and if anybody is not familiar with that disease, hopefully you don't have it, but uh, if you haven't done the research, that disease affects the brain and the spinal cord. So it starts causing memory problems, um, control of limbs problems, uh, weakness, paralysis. All this kind of goes into um, you know, the symptoms of multiple sclerosis. Now pair that with another article I read. There's a mysterious illness going around and it's very similar to polio in children. Yeah. And has the same kind of thing. It's a weakness in the arms and the legs, um, and they don't know what's causing it. And, yeah. And that's what, what kind of blows my mind is when they go, we don't know what's causing it. Did you ask anybody what they ate?
0: They usually don't. So what, was, what were Selma Blair's, like, did the article talk about her symptoms well, or, like, how she figured out she had it? Uh, well, I guess she got diagnosed. Well, but...
1: she did get diagnosed, and they do an MRI, and they find lesions on your brain. Yeah. And that's one of the uh, one of the indicators. But, you know, she was fatigued, um, had very foggy memory. Uh, she kept dropping things, so she was losing control of her limbs, so slight paralysis. Uh, she finally went to the doctor, and they diagnosed her with MS. So I did some research. because so I'm thinking, hmm, this sounds like a nutritional deficiency. Let me do some research. So I went back. I did some, you know, I Googled it. It was worth a you Google. You
0: Googled it. It uh, was worth a Google.
1: I found some articles from four or five years ago where... Selma and it was Blair. on the internet. It was on the interwebs. Uh, she was doing a vegan diet.
0: How interesting.
1: Interesting. So one of the side effects of doing a vegan diet, if you don't do it correctly, is a vitamin B deficiency. B, D. B and D. What happens Darn. What happens if you're deficient in vitamin B for a long period of time?
0: Well.
1: Nerve damage.
0: Nerve damage. So yeah.
1: So now, if you start putting the pieces of the puzzle together... You've got this actress who did a vegan diet and probably starved herself to be skinny for the movies. And now she has multiple sclerosis.
0: So sad. I mean, and it's such an easy thing to avoid if you have the right nutrients. And I'm not saying that that's the only cause. I'm sure we don't know everything about multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis, which is a hard thing to say very fast.
1: It is hard. It's and
0: hard to say. And
1: often it gets confused with scoliosis, so
0: Oh, yeah. Different, people, people confuse the medical terms. Yeah. But just the lack of... Not a doctor. Not a doctor. <laughs> we say that at the beginning every time. We're not doctors. Nutritionist, personal trainer. Doesn't equal a doctor. Mm-hmm. But we can read. We've said that a thousand times. So nutrient deficiency... You know, I would I would say you know that that's probably the precursor to this, which is considered an autoimmune disease. You know, a lot of people might not realize that multiple sclerosis is indeed an autoimmune disease.
1: I had no idea until I started doing the research. And another indicator of or another thing that they find in all these uh, people who come down with it is a vitamin D deficiency. So when you start looking at the statistics, the people that are more likely to get it, twice as likely to get it, live up north opposed to down south.
0: Yeah, and that's that's interesting because, you know, if you live further north, it's a colder climate, and mm-hmm. you're probably going to be covered up a little bit more um, rather than being in Texas, where we run around half naked all the time.
1: Right, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. When it's hot outside and we run outside, I, I, there is no shirt, sure. And if, if I could run in a Speedo, that I would <laughs>
0: What
1: but about a hairnet? Speedo and a hairnet. Yep. Speedo and a hairnet. It's my standard costume. Yes. My running costume. <laughs> yes.
0: So, you know, that does make a lot of sense. And then we get into the whole thing where people are slathering up with the sunscreen. Sunblock. And, yeah, blocking out those UVB rays, which actually will turn the cholesterol in our body into the vitamin D that we need And we're blocking all that. And we've told people for how long now you need to load up on sunscreen before you go outside. And then we have people who are... There's even cases of adult rickets, you know, where people are so vitamin D deficient that their bones are soft and... Kind of spongy, mm-hmm. and then that also will affect everyone's hormones and everything.
1: Well, and this goes back to people that are trying to do the right thing. I know right. when I have my kids, we, uh, you know, live down in at the beach. Yeah, if you take your small child to the beach, what do you do?
0: Well, you're a bad parent if you're not loading them up on sunscreen, right? You Everybody's slather, looking them, at you. You
1: slather <laughs> them up in a uh, sunblock, and really, you're just depriving them of vitamin D. You
0: know, and I was thinking about this when we were talking about it the other day um, vitamin D deficiency. Well, when you're looking at that, if you're covered up in sunscreen or clothing, you're blocking that natural production. But then I look around at kids and I think about how most kids eat and they're already like not eating a lot of protein because kids, once they get the taste of bread and pastries and Fruit and stuff like that. They don't want to eat the other stuff. Once
1: they go through one Christmas, it's over.
0: It's over. <laughs> I know. And then, you know, they're they're not eating foods that contain vitamin D. I don't know how many kids are eating like oily fish, like sardines, mackerel, salmon, you know. <laughs> not many. <laughs> not many. Not many. I don't even know very many adults who are doing that. And then egg yolks. So if you like Google, it's worth a Google. If you Google foods that contain vitamin D, if you say, what fruits and vegetables contain vitamin D, what happens on Google is it says, these foods contain vitamin, these fruits and vegetables contain vitamin D, and there's none of them. None of them. It says beef liver, egg yolks, cheese, and I'm like, none of those are fruits and vegetables. Mm. So I don't know how many kids are actually eating beef liver, um, egg yolks, and mackerel. (laughs)
1: <laughs> not a ton, but but this goes to there is a a a, a rapid case of nutritional deficiency go, deficiencies going with kids all over the world. Oh yeah, and so when when uh, when people think they want to get healthy and they see these celebrities, oh, oh I do a vegan diet and they're skinny.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people are quite skinny with healthy.
1: Right, skinny is not healthy. We have to shift that paradigm. Just because someone is skinny does not mean they're healthy. There's lots of uh, marathon runners who die of heart attacks. Oh, yeah? Because they eat a high-carbohydrate diet, and it's eventually going to catch up with you. But when you lack vitamin D, which you're going to lack if you do a a, a vegan diet, um, B, and you're going to be low on iron. So if you're low on iron, what happens?
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, if you're low on B12 and iron, you're not making very many red blood cells. Right. So you're not making
1: red blood cells
0: no red blood cells no
1: red blood cells so the red blood cells they transfer all the oxygen around so now you're limiting your cells ability to take in oxygen
0: i know it gets it's it's so not complicated when you just break it down like this and people overcomplicate it sometimes with you know i know there's that push of i hear this all the time we want people to go plant-based because it's more sustainable. And I haven't really reconciled this in my head yet, why, why we view this as more sustainable. I don't either. I don't know. When we've talked about this before, like the amount of arable land in the world on the planet that you can grow crops on. It just doesn't seem like this all jives together. It doesn't.
1: It's like 4% of the earth is 4% of
0: the 38% of the land. Yeah, it's
1: some weird, (laughs) you know, statistic that's not very much when you start to look at it. And trying to feed the entire world off that small portion of land is not sustainable.
0: No, And we just watched,
1: so last night we watched a uh, a special on 60 Minutes.
0: And we watched this after the sad, sad... (laughs) Cowboys game. <laughs> don't
1: talk about the Cowboy game. I know. They did get beat by a quarterback that does keto. So
0: Yes. If you guys don't know, um, Alex Smith on the Washington Redskins is apparently eating a keto diet. Right. That's the rumor. Th-
1: that's the rumor. And he's already a great athlete, So, and he says it makes him a better athlete.
0: I, I don't doubt it. I mean, I think if I was a football player and getting hit a lot, and somebody told me that a keto diet was um, neuroprotective— Uh, I would be like, uh, sign me up.
1: Every NFL player should eat a keto diet and drink ketones. Absolutely. Yeah. But what do I know?
0: Anyway, so the Cowboys, I don't know. He might need to go on keto or get a pair of glasses. I'm not sure. (laughs) So come on.
1: Uh, Sports are frustrating, especially since I don't don't play. I can just yell at the TV. That's all I can do.
0: So anyway, we're watching that. And then it goes off. Thank God.
1: Yep. So we so watch minutes. 60 Minutes. Yeah. And they, and they do a story over uh, some Mongols in Mongolia. Yeah. The, the, the Kazakhs. Kazakhs is what they're called. Yeah. And uh, they hunt with, with uh, eagles.
0: Golden eagles. Beautiful, beautiful raptor birds. I mean, just incredible. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting at the beginning of the story is that they showed this, like, it didn't even look real, the landscape. It looked like a moon. It's barren. It, there's nothing there, and there's mountains way off in the distance. It looked like a painting. It didn't even look like a real... It looked like a set.
1: Yeah, so there's no arable land. Like
0: Everything was brown.
1: They can't grow anything.
0: Yeah, they can't grow a single crop.
1: So what What did they survive on? Oh my oh gosh. Oh
0: my gosh. They, they eat primarily animal products. Yeah. And they have herds. And they're nomads. They're nomads. They live in yurts and they move around and they they're nomads. They have no running water and they drink yak milk and so yak tea. They yak are still tea.
1: essentially hunter gatherers.
0: Exactly. Now, the eagle hunting is a tradition. They don't get they don't like hunt and get a lot of their food that means
1: no they hunt foxes
0: yeah and it was such a cool story but i think the most interesting part of the story was how they said none of the land in that region was arable Mm -hmm. they couldn't grow a single thing on it these people eat primarily animal products and they've done this for thousands of years
1: thousands of years this is the way they survived. so
0: and this is how they still survive
1: so when people says tell it tells you you have to eat the rainbow oh if you don't if you don't have uh, you know everything in moderation eat the rainbow there's no rainbow there there was brown
0: No I didn't see a single rainbow There was
1: brown dirt, brown people and brown animals <laughs> It was all
0: brown <laughs> <laughs> I know that makes me laugh because there used to be when I worked at the Ashton Hotel in Fort Worth we had this guy in the kitchen and when he would make the food for the staff when I wasn't doing it everybody was like please Everything he makes is all brown. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like every food was brown, and so it reminded me of that. This is all brown food.
1: Well, so. uh, the, everything there was brown. The, the, the animals were brown. The clothes they wore were brown because they came from the animals that, yeah. that they skinned and hide they, and made clothes.
0: Did you see they did have some like really pretty tapestry kind of stuff too? Yeah,
1: they did. They're like they had certain uh, like uh, decorative headgear or jackets they would wear that had some color built into it.
0: Yeah, like they were like that was their pop of color
1: right yeah (laughs) they're popping they're popping collars and everything
0: yeah but their food it was just really cool because um they would make a whole they would eat mutton or they would eat something like that and it was like this whole pot of food cooked in a broth and then everybody was just picking off the bones and eating the meat Mm -hmm. and i was like uh, that's stellar, man. That's really cool.
1: Yep, and they've survived for a really long time that way. So so when, when people tell you that you have to eat vegetables or you have to eat the rainbow, uh, just know that that's not true. It, now, you might be eating vegetables and be just fine.
0: Yeah, and you know, I think we've talked about this a lot bef- before. Well, I know we have. You have. We have. We've talked, we've harped on the digestion. Digestion is absolutely key. It, whatever you're eating, you have to digest it. I mean,
1: that's the key. And that's that's what people have to know, that if you're eating food, you have to know whether or not you're digesting uh, appropriately.
0: Exactly. And when it comes to, like, eating vegetables, the big thing that I think we've come away with lately, um, because we don't know everything about the gut microbiome, that's just such a new, it's like the new frontier.
1: That's a new study in science. Uh,
0: Yeah, we have no idea. It's so... uh, uh, It's so crazy how much information there is to still gather in that area. But what we do know is that your gut bacteria is dictated by what you eat, not the other way around.
1: Correct. So when people always say I've got a good you know, they've got a good you know, gut bacteria, whatever you eat is gonna feed a certain different bacteria in your system. So if you get your gut microbiome tested, that's what's gonna be prevalent, is what whatever bacteria Reacts to what you eat.
0: You know, and it's funny because it's like people have this idea that there's one set of gut bacterias that are specific for all humans, and that's just not the case. Like, if I eat sugar, then my gut bacteria is going to grow in a different way than if I don't eat those sugars. Or those starches.
1: Right, so you can get the candida overgrowth eventually.
0: Oh, yeah, and I've had that before and it's no fun.
1: So that so that's a good example of a bad bacteria that you don't want growing. You don't want candida overgrowth.
0: Right, but what we kind of know is that candida is present in most people's bodies, but mm-hmm. it's just when it gets out of balance. But I listened to a doctor who was doing research in the gut bacteria And that was the one thing they kept bringing up in their human studies is that the gut bacteria is dictated by the food you eat. Not that you have a gut bacteria and you have to eat to support it. You eat and the gut bacteria lives or thrives or Mm -hmm. dies or whatever according to what you're putting in your body. Yep. So if you're eating protein and fat, you're going to have a different gut bacteria.
1: Mm. The keto train approves.
0: It does. Oh, funny story about that real fast. <laughs>
1: yeah, we had, we had a meetup this weekend, and uh, funny story, one of our uh, listeners, Amanda uh-huh. Markham, showed up, and uh, she was telling a story. She was listening to the podcast, and the keto train rolled by, and, and she started looking around for a train in the vicinity of where she was at. She's but like, she was no,
0: on the freeway. Yeah,
1: she's like, there's no trains here.
0: So it was a little confusing. So we have to address the keto train. Yeah. In case you're driving, and you're like, where... Is the train coming
1: for (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's driving down Interstate 35. Sometimes I want to drive a train down Interstate 35 just to clear it out. Let's not
0: even talk about that.
1: Yeah, that's a horrible... Everybody here deals deals with traffic and it stinks, so nobody likes that. But back to uh, the diseases that happen when we don't uh, eat all the nutrients we need. So I did some other research. I was looking at uh, just celebrities and diets. Uh, I mean, a couple good examples I came up with... Uh, you know, Steve Jobs died of pancreatic cancer, right? At fifty-six, so young. So so young, and he did a a what they call a fruitarian diet.
0: Which I'm just gonna say right up front: if we're talking about diets and being restrictive, which a lot of people will say to us about a carnivore diet, how restrictive that is. Um, there ain't no diet as restrictive as a fruitarian diet. Oh my
1: God! I don't really <laughs> even know how I would do that. And and I'm not saying that's what killed him. And that's. I'm not saying that at all. No. I'm just saying that's a good example of a, a a considered to be an extreme diet, and he died young at 56, and he had all the money he wanted.
0: Oh, he had all the resources he probably could have ever hoped for. Mm-hmm. And still, I mean—
1: Still didn't get out alive.
0: No, he didn't.
1: At 56. that's that's To me, that's very young, especially since I'm getting there. Um,
0: but I, you found out something pretty interesting because who's playing him?
1: Oh, Ashton Kutcher— uh, played him in the uh, the movie about yeah. Steve Jobs. And Ashton Kutcher tried to do a fruitarian diet for a month and wound up in the hospital.
0: That's interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. So, again, this goes... And this is not the proof that a fruitarian diet is bad for you. It's proof that it's not appropriate for everyone.
0: No, I just wonder where they get their protein. Like, I don't know enough about it to know, like, how do you get enough protein on a fruitarian diet...
1: They're probably—I I would assume they're using, like, the nuts and seeds to try to get their protein.
0: I don't know because that's not a fruit.
1: Well, it says that they eat nuts, seeds, uh, fruits, uh, you know, and they gave, like, you know, they eat sweet fruits, acidic fruits, non-acidic fruits. Uh, all fruits. All fruits, you know. I, I guess when, I guess if you're doing this, you really have to drill down and figure out where you're getting all your nutrients from because I don't understand it. And, and, and that's the whole point of all this is— Eating a carnivore or a keto diet is nutrient dense.
0: It is. And, you know, that's the thing. I don't don't think that there are people out there who, um, well, let me just say, there's people out there in the carnivore diet, carnivore space, who are really against supplementing with any kind of Mm -hmm. vitamins or nutrients outside of just eating meat and drinking water. I wouldn't say we fall in that category.
1: No, because, uh, again, we're all different. So you have to know where you're coming from to to get to where you're going. If you weren't healthy before or you you knew you had some deficiencies before, then why not supplement, whether it be magnesium or potassium or zinc or adding sodium, uh, supplement with those things to get better?
0: Yeah, and... You know, so we're not real sticklers about that. And how do you know whether you need to supplement or not? I don't know. That's a real trial and error thing for people. It is. Um, some people just feel better knowing they're taking a vitamin or a supplement or whatever. And my thing would just be you need to make sure it's a good quality, no matter what diet you're on. Good there's a lot of crappy vitamins out there,
1: and if it's a fat-soluble vitamin, make sure you're taking it with some fat.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So quality vitamins, uh, take it with appropriate foods, so you absorb it. Again, we go back to absorption. Doesn't matter what you take if you're not mm. absorbing it; it doesn't matter.
0: No, it does not.
1: And you know, and and what you should take again, like you said, that's bio individual. I um, know. You know, some people need more magnesium than others, who might need more potassium. And how do you figure that all out? There's so many things, cramps, uh, tachycardia, so increased heart rate, mm-hmm. uh, fatigue, headaches. All these things are signs of some nutritional deficiency. And you've got to be Sherlock Holmes to figure this out.
0: Oh, yeah. And you know when we had our carnivore meetup this weekend, one of our uh, guys who came, he was asking about cramping, mm-hmm. like leg cramps. And that's just one of those signs that, you know, your body it needs a little magnesium. That's usually the the sign is if you have those nightly leg cramps at some time during the night, you probably need a little magnesium. There's no shame in it. <laughs> you know, no. there's no no shame in taking a little magnesium. Right.
1: Don't suffer the cramps. You
0: know what I hate? I hate when people tell others to drink pickle juice.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. That did cramps. come up this week. and. A lot of people will will throw that out there. Just drink pickle juice. Okay. Well, why is that? Why why would someone tell someone to drink pickle juice? Please explain.
0: I know I, they're trying to get them to get some sodium in, and I'm just like, this is table salt. This is crap, crap, crap salt.
1: It's refined, processed salt that we, we don't recommend.
0: Yeah, I mean, I understand it's a quick fix, and if you have pickles and you know, and you're you're cramping, but. Just take a pinch of salt at night before bed and maybe a couple of magnesium tablets or some MagCalm, whatever it is you like to do as far as magnesium goes. And I don't think you'll have a problem anymore. And in, but,
1: you got to experiment with this because is it sodium? Is it magnesium? Is it potassium? Right. Yeah. you've got to figure out what's causing the cramps.
0: Sometimes you need a helpful guide called a nutritional therapy practitioner. <laughs> and, this
1: is, and this is where we coach people because, yeah. because people come to us with these issues and uh, we get random questions all the time. And often our answer is we need more information.
0: I know. Like I had one about someone who is having trouble sleeping and they're on a keto diet and it's like, what are they doing something <laughs> wrong? And I'm like, I'm going to need a whole lot more information. <laughs> like, like I need to know what you're eating, if you're having salt, if you're, you know, what are what you medication Are you
1: taking any medications?
0: Yeah, there's so much that goes into it. And, you know, I, I want it to be super simple for people. Like, just eat steak, drink water. If you like coffee, have that. And you'll be fine. But, we, like you said, we're all coming from these different backgrounds where maybe you had rounds and rounds of antibiotics throughout your life and you just never absorbed well, so you're nutrient deficient, you're way behind the curve and you need extra support. That's going to be different than the person who grew up with perfect digestion, never took an antibiotic, was vaginally born mm-hmm. and has a great health all throughout their life, played outside, got dirty, you know, all those different things matter.
1: Well, and, and that brings up a, a really good point, how all those things matter, because uh, people say that society is getting sicker and sicker. And I, I agree. We have, uh, you know, like one in three adults are now obese. And that's yeah. that's a problem. And so why is that happening? It's because we have, for the past, uh, you know, we talked about this before, starting in the 90s is when they really switched to, to healthy fats to bad fats. Right. So now you have these children who were born in the 90s that grew up exclusively consuming Unhealthy fatty acids, and oh yeah, and now these people are, are getting into their you know uh, mid twenties and thirties, and they're starting to get sick. Now these nutrient deficient sick people are having nutrient deficient sick children.
0: It's it, yeah, you know, and it's that whole Pottinger's cat theory that we've talked about before, where each generation becomes a little sicker, a little, a little, sicker. little less healthy, mm-hmm. um, more likely to have a disease, or you know. Just anything like that. It's just, we we did, we were talking about that even with our kids this week that we were really the last generation as teenagers to come up. If we ate fast food, it was like the fries were cooked in beef tallow mm-hmm. or coconut oil or something like that, real fat. And it was their generation that if you fed them let's say you went to a fast food chain and you got fries after the, the early 90s well they're getting some kind of freaky weird genetically modified industrial industrial oil. oil
1: and i and i we talk about this all the time cuz we joke how how people ruined our childhood because it was really one rich dude who 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 made who lobbied to change all the fats yeah and what a, what an asshole right because <laughs> It totally ruined a lot of my favorite things, like I know. like ding dongs, for example. You know, those are my favorite treat as a grown up, the foil wrapped ding dongs. Um,
0: don't trigger anyone. Don't. <laughs> everyone, everyone just got triggered. Yeah, they're like, I need a ding dong. I need a
1: ding dong. Um, but you know, in the early nineties, I went back to them, and they just they did not taste the same. And I kind of attributed that to, oh, I'm older, I've grown up, maybe my palate's changed, but everything. Like started to taste really bad. We
0: talked about going to ponchos and getting sopapillas. Sopapillas we at were in ponchos, school, yes. And they were so good. And then when we were like in our twenties, they, they were got so, so bad. bad.
1: And and <laughs> and not understanding that they just switched the oil they cooked it in. That's all. That's all that happened. And yeah. and not only did that make the sopapillas taste like dog shit, but now you're consuming all those really bad oils.
0: And that's something that, you know, like we said last week, we talk about the sugar so much, but we don't talk about the oils enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That when you eat already broke down, oxidized, rancid fats, that's what's making your body broke down, oxidized, rancid body. Yeah. That's that's how I equate it when I eat food now. I'm like, I don't want any of that broke down, rancid, oxidized, crappy fat because that's going to make broke down, crappy, rancid, oxidized cells yep, in my just, body. It
1: screws up your intestinal tract. So now you, you've limited your absorption. So yeah. So you can't get away with eating uh, foods that are not nutrient dense because now you're eating foods that are not nutrient dense. Now you're not absorbing any of those, what micronutrients you might have gotten. So basically you're eating cardboard.
0: Yeah. And you know, <laughs> that's the thing. We talked about that before too. If it's calories in, calories out, I might as well just eat cardboard because I'm sure it has some calories. Anyway, other well, soapbox. Yeah,
1: well, when we talk about a plant-based diet, which is, is the huge push nowadays, everybody says, let's go to a plant-based diet. Why would you go to a diet that's nutrient deficient, it lacks vitamin D, B, and lacks iron, and also it doesn't provide a complete protein?
0: mm No. We kind of got into looking at that because I have a lot of people that will ask me about protein powders. hmm Like, should I do pea protein, hemp protein, whey protein? My thing is eat eat. If you eat some meat, you don't have to do all that. But I understand everybody's different in their goals. If you're working out a lot, you might every now and again need to supplement with something like that. That just goes into that thing of like, look at what's most nutrient dense. And the pea protein, if you have allergies to milk, might be better. But hands down, always, animal wins. Animal wins.
1: It, it, it is a complete protein. And it, it, it breaks down to amino acids. There's like 22 amino acids. I think nine of them are Nine are essential. Are essential. Mm-hmm. So when you eat uh, animal products, you get a complete protein with all the amino acids. When you go plant-based, you don't. That's the bottom line. Yeah. So you have to figure out how do you make it a complete protein. You have to supplement. So if you're trying to do a vegan or a vegetarian diet, make sure that you look at your supplements. Um, we get into what type of vitamin D is good. There's D2 and D3. Right. You want to you know make sure you're getting a quality D3, not a D2.
0: Yep, because you have to convert the D2 into a usable form in your body, and that takes good digestion and mm-hmm. good, you know, that that just takes good digestion, period, good yep. absorption. And some people can't do that. So I always say... Humans are really good at taking a shortcut to get to an end result that they want, and that's why we eat meat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because it has everything in it.
0: It has it all, and it's the shortest route for the most benefit.
1: You get the most nutrients uh, for the least amount of calories. So, you know, and again, we don't follow calories. I I hate the term, um, but, you know... It's just everybody knows it's ubiquitous. Everybody knows calories, what kind of what it is. Yeah. Um, but you get the, the most nutrients for the least amount of consumption of food, and put it that way. Right. So yeah. everybody talks about, uh we heard carnivore talked about as a low-residue diet.
0: Yes. And what does that mean? Well, you don't have a lot of poop.
1: You don't have a lot of poop coming out the other end, because you absorb most of the nutrients, mm-hmm. and then you, you're not putting a whole lot of junk bulk fiber in your body that you have to squeeze out your small anus.
0: I mean, come on. (laughs) It's so true, though. So, you know, I I know a lot of people worry about the carnivore diet and the lack of fiber. I know that's still a thing out there because we still get the look of like, you're going to die. You're going to (laughs) die. And yes, we are. Someday we will. Um, But I know we have people in our group. Uh, that come to our meetup and a couple of them have some, you know, some negative talk around them with family thinking they're going to die. Some one of them, their, uh, their family equated it to the use of steroids. Like you're going to die just like someone <laughs> using steroids. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. But for me eating this way and having no fiber coming from someone who did a vegan vegetarian, you know, I've done it all done it all. Um, This is the best I've ever felt with the least amount of digestive comfort because I have zero now, zero digestive discomfort in my entire life. And we've been doing this now over 10 months.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, every, so every article I read on the internet, whether it's popular science, which has turned into a freaking rag or men's health or whatever, they'll talk about the healthy diet. They always lean towards plant-based and they always exclude red meat. Right. Almost always, they do this. But then, when, they, when you talk about where all the nutrients and vitamins come from, you have to say red meat because that's where they're most, you know, densely populated. And then they will say you have, but you have to eat fiber. And, I know. And it's so funny because it's like I don't, why, I don't understand. If you eat fiber, you're just trying to turn it into saturated fat. That's but all your body's eat, trying to do. Don't it. eat it. But
0: don't eat saturated fat.
1: But don't eat saturated fat.
0: It's confusing for people.
1: So I don't understand why dieticians and uh, you know health people don't, don't see the folly in what they're telling you. It doesn't make sense to me.
0: Uh, it's just I, I would say that everybody's brainwashed. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's absolutely because you can't write a health article on the Internet and say eat red meat.
0: You can't. And what's funny is it's all kind of like they go a long way around to say red meat has the most nutrients – don't eat it, <laughs> but eat these things to try to get those same nutrients extracted from this leafy green vegetable. And it's so weird how they, you, because you can read it in the articles, we know that this meat has more vitamins, nutrients that are bioavailable, but we don't want you to eat it.
1: It's like, if you say eat red meat, you're not intellectual. Like you're not smart if you say eat red meat.
0: That's that that's is what I, true. that's
1: what I've gathered from it. You have this and and this is getting back want to the people
0: to die. It, this <laughs>
1: gets back to the celebrities who want to look intelligent and smart. So they always promote, "Oh, we eat this vegan diet. It's very healthy." And now they're getting sick. So,
0: the Ashton Kutcher thing is really interesting that you mentioned earlier that like after doing that he ended up in the hospital. Didn't you say his pancreatic enzymes were elevated?
1: Uh, they didn't or say ex- like exactly. That? They assumed that his pancreatic enzymes were elevated because all the fructose and you know all that's
0: interesting but there is such a push out there for this and we're seeing it in so many areas I think that as a community you know I I don't want there to be vegan meat wars no I don't I I want everybody to be able to eat what they want but I don't want agendas that are trying to get me to not be able to to eat the most nutrient-dense food on the planet.
1: Well, we want everyone to be healthy. And the easiest way to be healthy is to eat quality nutrients. Quality nutrients comes from meat. And so when everybody keeps telling you that a healthy diet is a plant-based diet and it's incomplete in all these nutrients and it's not a complete protein, how can you say that?
0: It, it's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> it is just stupid.
1: So what's the point? They're stupid. That's the point.
0: That's the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is that celebrity vegetarian don't, don't listen to celebrities yeah it's stupid we
1: we watched yeah. a whole youtube thing about uh you know it was men mostly yeah. some women about you know their action stars and how they get into really good shape and they all talked about how miserable they were <laughs> <laughs> on the diets they had to eat yeah you know um but and they looked great but they talked about how miserable and how bad they felt prior to those movie shots yeah because they dehydrated themselves they ate very little food and they were tired uh, moody, all the all these things you're not supposed to be.
0: No, and I think that's a good point. You know, we we bring out a lot is that what you look like doesn't always equate your health, and it it just can't because some people who look really awesome are the most unhealthy they've ever been in their life because the strain to get that you put your body in to get to that kind of physique or that kind of low body fat is so hard and so anti what your body wants because right. your body wants to have a certain amount of fat to survive. And we have people all the time who get down to the last 20 pounds and they're like, I'm so frustrated because I can't lose this. And that's the place where your body is like, um, this is my safety net. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> my my, this is my reserves. Don't get rid of my reserves. Don't
0: be jacking with these reserves because this is what's going to protect us if we get into trouble. Yep. So. Uh, and
1: I don't know. Everybody wants six pack abs and they want to look lean and and uh, you know and fit and that's hard to get down there. So most people that you see, like you said, that have you know you see a picture of somebody with, with six pack abs. First of all, they're flexing like nobody's business. And, and second of all, they've been miserable for probably the last three or four days trying to get there.
0: They probably have. Now, I posted a picture the other day on Instagram because I was getting ready to go work out. And I walked by the mirror and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have like lumps on my stomach. Those are like my abs. <laughs> I've never seen those before. And I will say that I wasn't flexing. Mm-hmm. And this has been the easiest way for me to get to the point where I think I might eventually actually see those muscles. Yeah. But I will tell you that I work out a lot for a 47-year-old. I mean, I do work out.
1: Well, we're very consistent and that's the key. Very consistent in working out and and we don't have cheat meals and
0: Every meal is a cheat meal.
1: <laughs> every, I feel like every, every steak every meal is a is cheat meal. A cheat
0: meal because there's these huge steaks on the plate. And I eat until I just can't eat anymore. I've never been able to have a life like that where I just eat until I'm like, I can't eat anymore. I can't can't put another bite in my mouth. Yeah. And then still be able to go out and work out or sleep. Sleep has been the biggest deal. Lately, sleep
1: has been very good.
0: I was talking to you earlier about that. I wanted to mention that, that because we do work out and, and everybody needs to sleep everybody needs to recover with their sleep and a lot of times when you work out a lot it kind of disrupts that sleep pattern if your cortisol is too high you start overtraining, and I had a little bit of time where it was like that but the last couple of weeks I have two I, I I'll write everything down I've, I've started writing it all down I've had two nights where I've gotten up to pee two out of 14. That's, I mean, I'm sleeping from like 10 o'clock at night until six thirty or seven thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm not waking up until the alarm goes off.
1: And, and that's a good point. You have to, you have to sleep to get recovery. Your body needs your brain, your body and your muscles. They, when you sleep, that's the best recovery happens. So if you're having issues with sleep, I'd say that's one of the first things you want to address is fix your sleep.
0: Oh, absolutely. And how did I fix my sleep? Well, I've got it all written down. <laughs> but what I did might not work for the next person. Right. It's been a lot of work to get the nutrients right as far as like magnesium, potassium, zinc, and sodium. And also the food, the fat. Just making sure that, you know, all, you know, all the things, even the stress level, just making sure that there's... At many, as many times a week as I can I try to do a meditation or something like that so there's a lot that goes into it all worth it when you can sleep through the night when normally this time of life people are waking up two times at least to pee
1: <laughs> To be, exactly to pee um, and, and I had the same thing a couple weeks ago I wasn't sleeping great and uh, I contributed a lot of that to we were. I was overtraining trained a lot we had ramped up our physical uh, you know uh, activities a lot mm-hmm. and that kind of kind of busted my sleep so I did back off a little bit to not train as hard and when I did that my sleep got a little better
0: I mean, and that's a you know that's something that a lot of people really struggle with some people have trouble falling asleep some people have trouble staying asleep and then there are the people who they have trouble waking up so all of that we can address that as health coaches um, if someone if someone wants to really look into it but I will just tell people up front it takes a lot of work to to get your body in the place where it's happy. Yeah. I mean it you, you know, it's, you sometimes have to, it's it's you have a to job. pay attention
1: to all the signals and figure out what the heck is going on.
0: I know. Don't listen to the celebrities.
1: Don't listen to the celebrities. Great point. I know. Um, because they're often just doing things to look a certain way and, and then other oftentimes are just they're not even doing what they say they're doing. They're just saying oh, that no. because they think that's what they're supposed to say.
0: Right. You can't believe anybody. Yeah. <laughs> they all lie. Especially
1: us. Don't believe us. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that's a lot of stuff. We kind of jibber-jabbered for a while, but uh, covered some really good topics. So if you have questions over anything we talked about, please send us questions.
0: Yeah, and one thing that we don't ask you to do very often, but we would like to ask you to do, is to head over to iTunes and drop a review, um, hopefully a five-star and let us know what you think about the podcast. And um, that would be awesome. Super cool. Super cool.
1: We appreciate you guys listening. Um, hope you have a great day. Go out there, eat fat, and prosper. Thanks for listening to The Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review.
0: Don't forget to send your questions to vtkquestions at gmail.com. And visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.